Welcome to one more episode micro podcast digital transformation industry 4.0 and emerging technologies. I am Vijay Gunti and I am your host today. Today with us is Kamlesh Ladi. Kamlesh is a global award winning digital transformation strategy expert and thought leader, keynote speaker, board member and also a teaching fellow at Durham University Business School. Welcome Kamlesh to our micro podcast. Can you please introduce yourself to the audience? Hello, Vijay. Thank you for having me here today. It's wonderful to join you on this podcast. Um, a quick introduction about myself. So I've had about uh, 21, over 21 years of experience in global cross-industry business advisory. Uh, a lot of what I do really focuses on digital and business transformation, which is a fairly broad space, um, but we really help organizations understand emerging technologies and how to apply it within the business to create sustainable business models for the digital economy. Um, I'm the CEO of Ladi and Partner Consulting, which is a company I started nine years ago. And I'm also a teaching fellow at the Durham University um, in the UK, as well as the chair of the MBA advisory board. Um, I also love uh, blockchain technology. So I'm a kind of, uh, kind of a veteran in the field. I've been in blockchain field, particularly around agriculture and supply chain for about five, six years now. And I lecture on the topic of blockchain and supply chain uh, at the Zurich University of Business Administration. Um, that's my profile in a nutshell. Uh, good to know. Uh, and thanks for sharing your experience to the audience. So my next question is about, I know you are meeting a lot of clients and then to organizations and uh, many implementation in your bucket. And there are a lot of challenges you might have seen in your journey. Can you throw some light on the challenges, especially in the adoption of digital transformation for industries and organizations? For sure. Um, I think one of the things that I have to clarify first um, is what is digital transformation? Because we're seeing quite a lot of people uh, talk about this topic, particularly over the last one year. Uh, there's lots of uh, assumptions around what digital transformation is. And so to clarify, I think if we look at digital transformation as, um, you know, as an offering or something that an organization can, can do, it really involves organization-wide transformation or change. And a lot of what digital transformation is has really been triggered by a change in um, the, the traditional business model or the traditional rules and assumptions around how a business should operate and how a business could operate has really been, uh, been nullified by the digital economy. And so for me, digital transformation involves uh, four key areas that really looks at uh, how you access your customers and how you engage with them, um, as well as how you offer products and services. So that includes digitization of products and services, but also offering them in new ways on new channels. It also involves optimization of how you run your organization. Um, so your process landscapes, your operational environments, your supply chains, and so on, as well as the final quadrant, which is around uh, business model innovation. So we look at these four key areas and try to help organizations transform, optimize, and automate these areas based on um, leveraging new technologies or emerging technologies. And so it really does, uh, it doesn't just relate to uh, a technology implementation or, uh, you know, marketing and, uh, you know, digital marketing or using new channels, but it has an implication around organization-wide change and transformation. What we've seen over the last year is um, quite a lot of challenges in the sense that companies um, have very, very rudely been awakened to the reality that they're not ready for this digital economy. So for the first time, I think in modern times, we've seen uh, 
um, global lockdowns where people were not able to physically access their business environments. And so a lot of companies had to shift into this digital offering or digital platforms. And it was quite shocking for me as well to see how many companies really did not have these digital access points available for their customers. And so um, really looking at how could we utilize technologies to access customers in these new ways, as well as how can we increase profitabilities for our organization. So it doesn't just relate to one element um, in, your, in your business environment, but really relates to the interdependencies between several different elements. Uh, thanks and for sharing your the experience. Uh, so my next question is about the uh, benefits and opportunities you see uh, in the current pandemic uh, scenario and how uh, industries adopt these kind of challenges. For sure. I think, um, you know, if we go back to some of the key challenges in, in the current business environment, as I said, the traditional rules and assumptions around how businesses operate, it, it's become nullified or it doesn't, it's not valid anymore. Um, and today our competitive landscape is also completely different. So we have companies that are starting up and within, you know, a couple of weeks or a couple of months really being able to become uh, competitive on a global uh, platform or a global landscape gaining access to millions of customers. And we never before had these sort of competitive environments. We also are seeing companies in specific industries facing competitors that are coming in from other industries. So if you go up to a, you know, like a company like Amazon and ask them, what industry are you in? They would not be able to tell you one specific industry they're in because they've entered so many different industries. And so they'll say to you, uh, we are in the industry of um, accessing customers, basically. So I think keeping in mind some of these uh, challenges, especially also thinking about the, the way people work has completely changed uh, compared to past days, right? Uh, today, we have people working remotely. We have uh, virtual teams. We have so many different kind of uh, models that are available, including things like staff on demand. So um, organizations are faced and business leaders are faced with a tremendous amount of challenges which are probably new to them. And so when we talk about digital transformation, uh, what we really try to do is look at the organization, understand where they are today, how their digital maturity looks today, what they have access to, what they can leverage in their current environment, as well as couple that with an understanding for the disruptors in the market. So disruptors could really link as well to, you know, not just technology disruptors, but behavioral disruptors in terms of their uh, customer base, uh, regulatory disruption, so a whole range of different things we would look at and try to create a, um, a strategy or a journey map for them in terms of how do, we, how do they handle these disruptions based on leveraging their current strengths in their organization. And so we, we really try to support organizations and really look at um, you know, creating this top line growth as well as the profit, the um, productivity and efficiency increase um, uh, improvements within the organization as well. So we do try to take a data driven approach and a very structured approach to helping organizations in digital transformation. Uh, very true, very true. So can you also throw some light or same, uh, share some inferences on the new business norm and new business models? For sure. And, you know, we've seen quite a lot of change also happen in the last uh, one year based on the coronavirus pandemic. But even before that, th there was um, already a significant amount of disruption happening in the business environment where 
companies were starting to explore new um, business solutions or new revenue streams, new ways to um, you know, build the organization in terms of creating a sustainable business environment for themselves. And so the, the pandemic really just accelerated and augmented what they needed to do because within a short span of time, we saw a huge amount of uh, sourcing or supply chain disruptions. We saw a, a huge amount of um, um, basically people who have had to shift from physical environments into uh, virtual environments. And so all of these different disruptions uh, really tested the stability of existing business models in various industries. Now, a couple of things that we did see uh, happen was these business model pivots, which I absolutely love because uh, some companies in some industries have just been incredibly creative in the sense of how they have shifted from uh, one offering into another offering and um, basically leveraging their own internal environment. So I can give you a good example of this. Um, there is a company in the US called Stage Kings and they basically, their business model really is building wooden stages for um, events and festivals and so on. So they build physical stages. And so obviously during the, the pandemic environment, there was no physical activity going on, no events, uh, no uh, festivals. And so they were, their business literally went down to zero uh, within that short couple of weeks time span. And so what they did was they did a business model pivot and looked at what their internal offerings are, what kind of raw materials they have, and what was the new demand in the market. And so within a very short time period, there was a significant increase in the number of uh, work from home people who needed um, home office environments. And so they quickly shifted into building home office uh, equipment. So um, wooden tables and you know whatever materials they could use within their current environment to build home office equipment basically. And so this shift allowed them to very quickly create a new revenue stream for themselves. And so we're seeing quite a lot of these sort of business model pivots that are happening. And it's quite exciting. You know, there are other companies that have um, shifted their sourcing models from global sourcing to hyper-localized sourcing as well. And uh, some big companies, for example, we have big retailers and big um, grocery um, stores here in Europe that have shifted into these hyper-localized models where they are partnering with small delivery companies within local spaces. So to, um, for customers who are not able to come in and purchase physical goods, they have uh, delivery models like people on bicycles or mopeds that are able to deliver to the customer's home. And so some of these exciting business model pivots have been um, quite interesting to watch as well. Um, one great example of something we worked on um, as a business model innovation piece, we worked on a project with a company that was in the business of credit cards and loyalty programs. And so um, this was just before the pandemic. We went through the whole business model innovation exercise with them, and we were able to identify a new target market for them, which was uh, esports and gaming. And so just before the pandemic hit, they were able to launch the new credit card uh, service or credit card um, offering that relates to uh, specialized or that was designed specially for esports and e-gamers. And uh, right after that, the pandemic hit and obviously there was a huge influx of people going into esports because they couldn't go to physical sports activities. And so sometimes it's, it's about timing, sometimes it's about creativity, but a lot of times these business model shifts or pivots really you know, you've got to look at what's happening around you and how you can leverage your own um, internal uh, you know, offerings and your own internal capabilities to build something new. 
thanks for sharing the business models and uh, specific uh, examples and scenarios so can you also share uh, to our audience uh, some more use cases uh, very relevant which you have worked very recently uh, can be a case studies or any pocs or pilots uh, you have been working or worked uh, previously and what are your experiences there for sure i think there are a couple of you know the range of things that we have done um or the range of engagements we have had really you know it goes from uh, customer value proposition design work where we try to help customers identify uh you know new markets new business new behaviors of customer bases new segments or optimize the existing segments that they're in right up to uh looking at you know how do they optimize their internal environments how do they um educate or upskill their uh, workforce as well as you know how do you put your products and services on digital platforms or create new digital products and services so we've we've done a range of different things uh, including just setting up e-commerce platforms uh, policies for remote working uh, enabling access during uh, lockdowns and things like that and a couple of things that we we found quite interesting uh, we developed a virtual reality solution for uh, one uh, organization that's in the culture field where um really looking at you know uh, this massive shift of people starting to use online platforms to access um you know museums and galleries and and uh, cultural events exhibitions dance events and so on and so they wanted to have a vr environment that they could um basically engage better with this uh, with their target audiences we do quite a lot of work around um digital transformation strategy and road mapping as well and so this really involves helping the organization understand where they should be going or heading in terms of their business transformation journey what are some of the key initiatives they need to be carrying out and this can range from uh, basic uh, technology infrastructure updates right up to uh, new solution bases like ai systems or blockchain systems and so on and so uh, one example of of a project that uh, we are still working on actually we've been uh this is a longer term engagement with one of the clients that we have is really we went through the journey of developing their transformation strategy and roadmap right up to helping them develop the uh basically target operating model their internal business environment in order to successfully deliver those new digital initiatives and now we're in the process of really uh looking at their process environment and how do they digitize their processes so this includes um upskilling of of people change management um helping them get ready for the new environment uh robotics process automation for certain areas uh automation or optimi- uh, optimization of their certain process environments and you know that the solutions could range from very simple things like implementing uh digital signatures or digital identities or digital document transfers right up to far more complicated things around uh looking at ai dashboards that can actually help them develop kind of this real time um data uh dashboard for them to manage the business and uh track the changes that are going on in the market as well as in the internal environment so we do quite a, a broad range of different things and it really depends on what the digital maturity of an organization is and how much they are um ready for that change and how much they can manage in terms of the change what they have available to them and what's coming in terms of the market uh, so the external disruptors that are going to change the way the business is running uh good to know uh in your previous answer you uh, explained about the upskilling 
and that is very important component i see uh, going forward for this new emerging technologies and stack so can you share uh, the upskilling reskilling uh, areas for especially for freshers students and professionals how they should look into it for sure i think there are there are several aspects to this and this is a topic that's very close to my heart the people side of transformation simply because it is one of the most challenging things to address and within an organization in a in a current environment there's two layers one is the upskilling of the workforce as you mentioned just now uh, and this really involves um, you know training employees and sometimes when you have transformation work you have people shifting from one role to another or the organization structures shifting the way they work shifts or changes and so we need to train and make people ready for that new change and this really involves things around um, formal trainings communication hand holding um, you know and basically getting buy in and taking people on a journey um, sometimes the bigger challenge is the second element which is uh, management team and the management team digital mindset so i do a lot of coaching with uh, c level uh, leadership teams as well as board members around what this transformation is what is digital how does it apply within your organization environment what is changing and you know the also the simple thing around how do you manage teams differently once they are upskilled when you have combinations of uh, remote teams virtual teams and so on so it's quite a massive piece to address um and if we talk about the um, next generation of um, you know employees so the students that are coming out of universities or mba programs i think there are several things that are very important and we look at this as well because i'm on the uh, mba advisory board for durham business school in the uk a lot of this has been uh, topics that we discuss as part of the um, business environment or business school environment what should be uh, imparted on the students, the next generation of MBAs, if you say. And a couple of things that I would really recommend is around the understanding of emerging technologies. So you don't have to be an AI or machine learning expert, but you need to understand how these could be applied in the business environment and the impact that it brings to that business, or some of the new developments that are coming up that could impact an industry, for example. And so having these um, you know, basic understandings for emerging technologies, keeping abreast of some of the new things that are coming out. Um, the second element is really around uh, data science. So understanding of data and understanding of how to use data in decision-making. This is a very, very critical element as well. And the third piece really is around, um, I would say the, the people side of things because organizations are really becoming a lot more uh, digitally enabled. I think having managers and or the next generation of, of workforce that has a good understanding for how to engage people and how to uh, connect and manage people really well. So the kind of organizational behavioral side of things is really, really critical. What is really encouraging though is knowledge is democratized today. So there, there's so much information available uh, at our fingertips at very, very low cost or even free. And so to kind of sign up for courses online, for example, uh, MIT has a six week course on AI. Uh, and you know it's really, really exciting to be part of something like that because they give you insights to some of the new developments that are happening, uh, research that's happening within MIT. Or you could go onto um, you know, a, a kind of online learning platform like Udemy or something like that and really uh, sign up for courses where you just get an overview or a basic understanding for some of these new technologies, new developments, even, you know, differentiation between what is AI compared to what is machine learning, 
you know, so some of these uh, content and information are free and very easily accessible, and they're shared in a way that is really um, um, easy to understand as well. So information and knowledge is democratized today, and I would encourage people, even people within organizations, to go and upskill themselves in that way. Uh, thanks uh, for sharing your insights on this. Uh, uh, once again, thank you for joining us and sharing your valuable insights and information and experiences and challenges, business opportunities, and also the, the models uh, you have explained, what you have worked, and very, very good uh, use cases. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Vijay. It was a pleasure. Uh, thank you once again.